Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Here's Andre Emmett. With the Dallas Carter High School spins, banks it home. Andre Emmett, MVP candidate a year ago, scores. Here's Emmett. Working on Quentin Richardson. Body bumps him. That's all power. Big Emmett sets it up for three. Andre Emmett nails it. Emmett on Dante Green. Emmett floater off the window. For the win, Andre Emmett, get out of here. Andre Emmett is a one-man wrecking crew. Yeah, everything. I'm grateful for everything. For this journey and opportunity. Like I said, I won't take anything for granted. Everything I do, 100, percent and and let let God just just let God work through me and what's for me, I shall have. So, um, and then two, um, everybody's putting work with me. Uh, my my homies, my family, everybody's praying for me. Um, can't say enough. I couldn't. It's just not a Andre's journey. It's everybody's. It is with heavy hearts that we announce the passing of Big Three Star and Three's Company's Andre Emmett. Emmett was shot and killed in Dallas on the morning of September 23rd. He was 37. The former Red Raider is one of the best players to come out of Texas Tech. He's the all-time leading scorer in TTU history and earned All-America honors his senior season. Andre was drafted in 2004 by the then Seattle Supersonics in 2004 NBA draft. He was drafted in the second round as the 35th overall pick and was later traded to the Memphis Grizzlies. He also spent time with the Nets and in the G League. His basketball career went international where he spent the majority of his career playing in countries like China, Lemonit, Venezuela, Mexico, and more. Over the past couple of seasons, Andre has been tearing up the Big Three since being drafted second overall in the 2018 Big Three draft by Three's company. After an injury to Baron Davis midway through last season, Andre led Three's company to one of the most historical runs in the Big Three when he led his team to the championship game. The 2018 fourth man of the year recipient was retained by Three's company this past offseason and was second in the league in total scoring with 134 points, trailing only Big Three MVP Joe Johnson. Andre was set to travel to China for the Big Three China Tour in November. He was one of the most beloved players in the Big Three and was announced as one of the first eight players to represent the league this fall. Off the court, Andre was a father to two girls. In May, he started a foundation called DRE, which stands for Dreams Really Exist. It provides and helps young people with the resources needed to reach their full potential in school and athletics. We at the Fourth Man Podcast would like to offer our sincerest condolences to his family, friends, and those close to him. Andre, thank you for helping shape the league into what it is today. And while we'll miss watching you play on weekends, your legacy in this league will live on forever. You were a great basketball player, but an even better human being. At this time, we'd like to take a brief moment of silence in honor of Andre Emmett. Thank you, and rest in peace, Andre. What's up, everybody? Perry Aston here, co-founder of the Unwrapped Sports Network asking you to check us out on Sportscaster, the host of this podcast, as well as many other Unwrapped Sports Network members from across the entire country, are streaming live on Sportscaster. 
You can live chat with your host, even send them virtual gifts and tips to keep them churning out the best content that you love. So head on over to sportscaster.com slash unwrapped. That's sportscaster, S-P-O-R-T-S-C-A-S-T-R. Or download the Sportscaster iPhone app and tune into the entire Unwrapped Sports Network live on Sportscaster. Welcome back to the Fourth Man Podcast. It is Will again. Uh, thankfully, Anthony is still on his honeymoon. He actually isn't Wait, back yet. Will. So, huh? what's up? I, I am back. I'm back. I'm back now. Oh, oh, Anthony. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> hey, yeah, it's good to be back on the show. Um, I know I was gone for uh, a couple weeks. You know, we had the big, the big three news takeover, but um, I'm here to reclaim a uh, reclaim one of my co-host spots from inter- intern Jared. So. Good to be back. Well, welcome I back. Hope you... Um, you know, we definitely, uh, is it true? I heard this. Tell me if it's wrong, but the Big Three Takeover episode was actually our highest rated episode. <laughs> actually, you're honestly, you are probably right. <laughs> I checked it and it was actually, it was actually doing really well, like really? a lot better than I expected. I was like, oh, okay. So maybe I should just, maybe I should just stay off all the episodes. Well, I feel, just, I feel like to be fair, people, if people see takeover or anything, they really like, that's like an eye popping word. Right. Especially, maybe I shouldn't have uh, made all of them capital letters and just bolded it as, as big as possible. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, no, I feel I, like, like, didn't the logo, didn't you put, like, a big, like, like a stamp, like, takeover on it? That got my attention, and I was on it. See, that, that, that's good. Um, actually, no, I, I will say it was one of the better episodes. Uh, I think both you and Jared did, a, did an awesome job. Thanks for holding it down for me, especially at a time when the Big Three Championship had just ended. You know, yeah, I mean, it's not like we had a lot to talk about, you know. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Triplets for winning season three of the Big Three, obviously led by Joe Johnson, who was MVP, and Lisa Leslie as the coach of the year. There's obviously a lot of stuff that's already happened within the first two or three weeks of the offseason. It's, it's going to be a really exciting offseason, and that's why we have a great show planned for you today. Uh, yeah, I, I'm super, super excited to get into it. So you just want to dive in? Let's just go ahead and dive right into it first off. A lot of news. That's happened since since we kind of left off last, which, you know, it feels like it's been a lot longer, but it's really only been like two to three weeks. It really hasn't been that long. Yeah, it's so that what the championship game was on the first. It's only the yeah. 24th of September, but man, it feels it's only like been 23 days. Yeah, like without watching the big three every weekend, you know, I feel like time is starting to slow down a little bit. So what we already know is a long off season off season already seems like it's going to be even longer. Um, yeah, no, you're right. No, it's going to be like a long winter. Anyways, a lot of news that went down. Let's start with the ISO Joe to the Detroit Pistons. We have yet to talk about that, obviously. Uh, he was the MVP, had an amazing season in his first and maybe his only year in the Big Three, and it paid dividends. We talked about it on earlier episodes about he's kind of the, the future of the Big Three and what happens with him you know, in terms of if he signs with the team and how he plays could really it could really factor into what happens in the big three moving forward. And now he signed with the Detroit Pistons or 
a couple weeks ago signed with the Detroit Pistons. What were like when you saw this? I mean, obviously, I think in the Big Three community, Big Three family, we were super excited for this. I know I was, and I I think I saw on your Twitter that you might have been even more excited. What, what were your first thoughts when you saw that he signed with the Pistons? Um, just in all aspects of it. I mean, I was hype. I mean, I felt I felt like a proud parent, you know, like it it was uh, just the fact that you know, and I think like. I think like Dwayne Wade said it. Dwayne Wade was like, this is such a big moment for the big three because, you know, and again, not to mince his words, but to basically reiterate, um, it proves that the big three is uh, positioning big uh, NBA level talent, you know, and it it proves that there's NBA level talent on the rosters. um, And I just think that people, Joe Johnson was a prime example that the big three is a path you can take to not only show that you can still play basketball, to show but show that you can still play basketball at an NBA level, and I think he just opened the gates. Yeah, I think so too. And and the thing is, it wasn't like just the Pistons who wanted to sign him, right? It was six or seven other teams. Oh my who god, it's like half the league services. The yeah. cool part is he he essentially got to pick where he wanted to go when he didn't have options leading up into the into the big three season three season. So he had options of where he wanted to go, and he picked the spot that felt like he was going to have some time to play, where he felt like he was the best fit, where he felt like he could come and help and be productive at the same time. Do you feel like Detroit is a place that he's going to be able to continue to uh, help out the team there? Absolutely. I mean, I think that Detroit, um, you know, I guess I don't really, I think it's hard to predict where they're going to be. Sure. yeah, because they kind of snuck into the playoffs last year. Um, Blake Griffin, however, did kind of have like the best season of his career. Um, but they, you know, and but again, they kind of got hurt in the playoffs and it kind of just spiraled out of control. But I mean, you, now you have D Rose coming off the bench, uh, Joe Johnson coming off the bench. I mean, possibly, you know, I think he's going to get some, I think he's going to play a valuable role for them. I think, yeah, like, he- yeah, you know, I mean, unlike, I know, obviously. Um, and I know you and I really didn't get to talk about this, but the whole thing with Staples Center with him dapping up Rich Paul and LeBron after hitting the game-winning shot, and then everyone was like, oh, he's going to the Lakers. You know, that would have been yeah. awesome to see him on the Lakers and possibly win an NBA championship. But, it, you know, I don't know if Joe Johnson was making as much of an impact on the Lakers as he definitely is going to be on the Pistons. Yeah, I agree, and I feel like on the Lakers, he would have been a little bit further down the bench, where I feel like on the Pistons, he can really play a prominent role, kind of like he did in Utah when they were in the playoffs, and he had to kind of be a go-to scorer and come up in big situations late in games. So, you know, just experience, savviness, uh, his ability to score, and I think people don't give him a lot of credit for what else he can do, like the intangibles in terms of passing, facilitating, you know, being a a th- second or third option or whatever so yeah i think it's, it's a good spot for him you know like the direction detroit's going in like i don't know how high they're going to be able to elevate themselves as the eight seed obviously we're a big three show we we watch the nba obviously but we're not i'm not personally i'm not someone who's like diving into like every single team maybe as much as i am on the big three uh so you know it'll be interesting to see where the pistons uh what they can do and we'll see how much joe johnson can make an impact on, in terms of how he improves that team over there. And that being said, you know, depending on how he does, 
that could also say a lot for the big three as well on the other side of perspective. Absolutely. I mean, I'll tell you what, if I'm Detroit, if I'm Dwayne Casey, the way I use Joe Johnson is I don't play him the entire game until the last 10 minutes of every game. <laughs> he is like he is like my closing pitcher. Yeah, no, I agree. Or a setup guy at least, right? I at mean, least a setup guy. I mean, you yeah. make sure maybe you play him for like, you know, five minutes in, in the in the second quarter, maybe like two minutes in the third. But the final 10 minutes of the fourth quarter, you just put him out there. And if you're down, you're gonna he's going to bring you guys back. He's at least going to give you a chance to win. Yeah, and I don't want to compare him. So, like, when I say this, don't think I'm making a comparison to this guy. But Joe Johnson and Blake Griffin, they have somewhat similar games. You know, back down in the post. They kind of have different go-to moves than they need to. You know, with Blake evolving into more of a shooter over time, you know, that kind of can be compared to what Joe Johnson does. I don't want to say they have the same game, obviously, because Blake Griffin is younger, more athletic, um, and, you know, does things a couple a couple things differently because he's a little bit taller. But I do think that if you kind of cater your offense or they cater their team a little bit to Blake Griffin and his game, I think you could do the same maybe for Joe Johnson in, in times when the starters are off the floor and the second unit needs to pick it up. And while they're giving the starters a break. So, you know, that's just kind of the first thing that I thought of when he signed with Detroit. And I think I think it's a pretty good fit for him, too. And I think they'll be better in year, what is this, year two under Dwayne Casey? Year three, yeah. maybe? No, definitely. I mean, Pistons are a scrappy team. I mean, we saw yeah. it last year, right? Um, I mean, they're a scrappy team. You know, uh, I don't know if they necessarily have the talent that is needed in, you know, the 2019-2020 Eastern Conference to really compete. Um, but, you know, they definitely have a foundation. They have Blake Griffin. They have um, Andre Drummond, you know. So I think, yeah. you know, just from a personality type, I think it's this is a very good fit. All hail Reggie Jackson. No, oh, God, Reggie Jackson. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do with him. Um, maybe I have no Rose idea. Knock some sense into him. I think D Rose might end up starting, to be honest with you. I, I've I've honestly thought that too. Um, which yeah. is the way he, the season he had. It looks like he's kind of making a little bit of comeback. He's putting himself in a position, or at least on a team, to where he can do it. So uh, we shall see who Joe Johnson's point guard is when he comes in with the second unit. That uh, because Joe Johnson signed with the Pistons, you know, originally they were going to sign Michael Beasley, but well, I, I thought he was laid for Joe Johnson, but turns out he actually never signed with Detroit. It was kind of between him and Joe Johnson, if I have that correct. Yeah, so I feel, feel like, like it was kind of, uh, at least the gist of it that I got was that the Pistons, they told Mike Lewisley that they were going to sign for him, or at least they gave him like a camp invite, I guess, but nothing mm-hmm. was guaranteed. And then they, as soon as they signed Joe Johnson, they were just like, yeah, obviously uh, that invite is off the table. <laughs> yeah, so... We'll see if maybe Michael Beasley kind of flips roles with Joe Johnson. I don't know in terms of being an MVP in the big three, but flips league, I guess I could say. Because that, be, that could be an interesting spot for him. You know, Absolutely, if, yeah. If that's a route he'd be willing or wanting to take. Moving on to another thing that happened in the past two or three weeks since the end of the conclusion of the big three, season three. Um, Lisa Leslie. Coach of the Year for the Triplets, Coach of the Year in the Big Three. She, they announced maybe a few days after the championship that she was going to get a statue outside the Staples Centers, which obviously everyone knows, or if, if you've been, all the greats have their own statue outside 
the Staples Center, so it's a huge honor. I mean, it's cool that she gets to add championship coach of the year to her resume, but, I mean, what does that what kind of volume does that speak for her to now be featured outside of Staples Center? And what do you think the big three has done for her legacy as a coach? I mean, I think that, um, I think that Lisa Leslie is probably one of the greatest uh, WNBA players with or without the big three. Um, and that's just because of all the things she's able to accomplish, um, especially, and I guess what I wasn't too familiar with, was all the things that she accomplished with the Olympic team. Yeah. I mean, she, I was, mean, she, she, was, she great. was, oh my God. I mean, she was, it, just you see all these accomplishments and all these like FIBA uh, MVPs and, and these gold medals that she won. I mean, oh my God. I mean, you know, people talk about like Carmelo Anthony's tenure with say, Team yeah. USA, but like, holy shit. Like she is in just her career. When you talk about, just the career that she's had from WNBA accomplishments to Team USA accomplishments. I mean, it's talk about like a silverware collection that this woman has. <laughs> yeah. Um, People talk about Olympic Mello. It should be Olympic, Le- Olymp- uh, Olymp- Olympic, Olympic Lisa. Leslie. Yeah. Or, um, yeah. But oh my God. So, you know, and I just think that, you know, the fact that she was able to go in rookie year, uh, build triplets from the ground up, and then win a championship with them. Uh, pull off the Jamario Moon trade that basically solidified them as a championship lock. Um, It was, you know, I think it just proved that not only is she very good at basketball, but she's also one of the better basketball minds out there. Yeah, no, no doubt at all. And, you know, after her coach of the year stint, or I don't know if it's a stint, hopefully she comes back for the big three. But after she did win coach of the year, people asked her the question, would you be interested in coaching at a higher level or at another level? He said, yeah, absolutely. This is the first time I really considered it. So props to the big three for maybe yeah, that's starting awesome. the coaching career of Lisa Leslie moving That'd forward. That'd be fantastic. I mean, imagine, imagine like what, 20 years down the road, we're talking about Lisa Leslie as maybe like one of the best coaches in whatever respective league she's in. So this, you know, like, we, like we've always said from the beginning, the big three makes history every time they step foot on the court. Every time another month moves, the big three is doing something to try yeah. to change the game for their history. So just another thing that hopefully people don't overlook and moving forward, they can look back on this one day and think, Oh wow, the big three was a big part of why, you know, so-and-so did this or so-and-so did that. So, you know, just kudos to both big three ice cube in the, in the big three or, and Lisa Leslie, I'm sorry, all those people. I said both of them, but kudos to everyone. Give, yeah. Kudos just to everybody. Everyone. Hey, if you're listening, give yourself a pat on the back. This was all you. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, no doubt. So, gosh, and so much went on. I feel like I missed so much. And that's why maybe it feels like so long. So also, during that time, Frank Nitty was actually... world. Yeah, I know. It, it feels like I stepped out of off the plane coming from my honeymoon and then onto a world where I had missed so much. I mean, yeah. Frank Nitty, it was announced that he scrimmaged with the New York Knicks in some five-on-five sessions. I believe it was by Alex Kennedy, who writes for Hoops Hype. I didn't read a ton of the details. I saw maybe a couple other names that I didn't recognize as much that were also scrimmaging. But regardless of if he's scrimmaging, gets a camp invite, is practicing, he's on the eyes of the NBA radar. And I think a big three is, has something to do with that. Obviously, he had a great he has a great career right now in the Drew League and making a name for himself. It's a big reason why he got to play in the big three. He was asked to play in the big three. But now I almost feel like he's got NBA eyes on him. I mean, would you agree with that? No, absolutely. I mean, 
I hope for Frank Nitty's sake that he doesn't end up on the Knicks, but that's kind of more of a personal thing. <laughs> um, but no, no but I, absolutely. I, um, I think that exactly what you said. I think that now we're starting to see because of Joe Johnson, everyone's like, okay, wow, people in the big three uh, can play in the NBA. So now let's kind of start looking at other people in the big three. So I think that naturally the next thing that people look at is like, all right, who are the younger uh, playmakers in the big three? So I think that Frank Nitty fits that description perfectly. He played right. alongside NBA talent all season. Uh, he played, he defended, right? He played against NBA talent all season and he yeah. looked pretty damn impressive doing it. Um, so I think good, good for him that was, he was able to, uh, you know, get involved with this. I mean, this was, you know, I think this wasn't just uh, Kevin Knox and Dennis Smith Jr. meeting up at a gym and they texted Frank Nitty. As far as I know, this was like an actual organized Nick practice. So, you know, I couldn't really tell you what this means. You know, what, was this an official camp invite? Can anybody show up to these practices? You know what I mean? What does it mean that he was invited? What regulations did the NBA have to go through? You know, I, I honestly couldn't tell you. But I, I I know it's a good thing, you know. I mean, I know yeah. I, I know I'm not getting invited to uh, Nick's scrimmages. <laughs> well, if anybody would know, it would be you. I will say that over the days I was gone, you know, if nobody's following your account yet at Big Three News on all social media platforms to follow a Big Three information, they're sadly mistaken, and they need to get on it now because I will say you've been killing it. You've been getting a lot of inside scoops and a lot of inside information out. To well, the public, I appreciate that. Yeah, making people aware. And so, if you're not following at Big Three News, he's probably no, he he's not probably he is the best unofficial Big Three reporter. And I think I told you this: if he's not reporting, you know, officially with the Big Three at some point down the road, you said by there's season be five. A problem. I said by season five. That's right. Yeah, I would love to see Will with a Big Three polo on reporting from the sidelines. I mean, that <laughs> having his own best. segment. That'd be I awesome. think he would kill it. I would and, think. I mean, you yeah. Know. But anyways, yeah. So, like you were saying about Frank Nitty, it's it's big for him. And I think another thing too is that maybe beforehand, like he, you know, you heard about him a lot. He was kind of a, I guess you could put like an internet sensation. You know, people were coming to the Drew League and had cameras on Frank Nitty, had all eyes on Frank Nitty, and you know, maybe the NBA, while they were interested, they just weren't sure about how good he was because he wasn't consistently playing against NBA talent. He was, you know, every now and then playing against it. So I think now, you know, playing against former NBA players, recent NBA players, I think it really helped his case, like you said. And I don't think the Knicks are going to be the only ones to reach out. I mean, he's, I don't even, I think he just turned 30, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I actually have my laptop Prime of his up, career. So. Yeah, exactly. So I think there's plenty of, plenty of time. For him to make his NBA career, it would just be, it's just cool for like for him. It's the unconventional route, you know, and for other guys who might go a different route unconventionally, it's just interesting to see if the big three can maybe jumpstart some of those careers that people, where people aren't going maybe through overseas player. They're not going through college or, you know, in, in the case of, I'm, I'm trying to think. So in the case of like, the most unconventional route other than this that would be to the NBA would be like Jonathan Simmons, right, who tried out a Spurs tryout, ended up making the team, balled out of the D-League, and then joined the Spurs, and now he signed a big contract with the Magic. or he signed, And I think now he plays with the Sixers. Like, I feel like 
if the big three was around for Jonathan Simmons, maybe he could have gone that route and then gotten to the NBA. So no, know, maybe that's I mean, yeah, kind I mean, of the I'll, bridge moving forward. I'll tell you what. I mean, it's only a matter of time before the NBA um, sort of disconnects itself from the NCAA. Like I know, I don't know if it was yesterday or this morning, I got the alert that like Kansas is like under investigation for like all of these things. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, like whether or not that is has any uh, weight or not, we will see in the coming weeks. Um, but it just shows a point that the NCAA right now is a mess. You know, um, I also saw today that LaMelo Ball right now, who is in uh, Australia, uh, and who is the other kid that's in Australia? R.J. Hampton, right? R.J. Hampton, yeah, two probably top, if not top five, top ten prospects um, just decided, you know, uh, screw college, screw the NCAA. I'm going to go over to Australia and play. Um, yeah. You know, if you look at all these, excuse me, you look at all these kids who uh, who are getting picked high, like you look at Mark Hill Fultz, look at Ben Simmons, these are kids that didn't even make the tournament. John Morant, right? John, did John Morant yeah. even make March Madness? I don't even know. No, he, he did. did. He, he did, but he got booted, yeah. right? He got booted first he, round or second round? Second round, I believe. Second yeah. round, yeah. So it's not even – it's kids from these schools that aren't even uh, – like Jimmy Butler came from a community college. So this traditional route that we're so accustomed to, especially in like the 90s where it was like – or like even like the 80s, like you know, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird were in the finals. They were also in the college finals, Michigan State, Indiana State. Uh, what's uh, – you know, Ma- Michael Jordan was at UNC – um, Patrick Ewing was at Georgetown. You know what I mean? It, that we're sort of fading away from that. We're sort yeah, of, you I, know, everyone's sort of kind of getting there on their own. There is no path that we're following. Exactly. And, and I think, so I think that as we sort of move into that era where like everyone is sort of kind of just getting to the NBA however they can, which just produces more, you know, fun and, and original storylines. Um, we're going to see that platforms like the Big Three, like playing overseas, like in the Euro League, um, that's just going to become more prevalent, you know. And especially for guys who, you know, didn't necessarily don't want to necessarily go to Europe to play, or you know, they they want to stay home, but they still think that they should be in the NBA, or they got booted from the G League, and the only reason why they got booted was because of some personal thing that happened, and yada yada yada. But they're like, I know that I can still be in the NBA, you know, the big three is going to become a platform for that. And it proved, let's say it doesn't even become that for the next year or two. Joe Johnson proved that it can be that he, he proved the potential was there. Yeah. And I think too, that because the age limit of the big three, it is 27 that a lot of those guys who maybe initially think or think that they're not going to be able to make it just right away i think it gives them time to develop maybe make a later start maybe if they feel like they go overseas they're not seeing enough success yet like the big three maybe five years down the road could be that platform where it's very prevalent to people that are getting a late jump to their career and need a little bit of a boost and need a way to show it and i think the big three can be that platform and with the with like you said what with what joe johnson did you know, moving forward, it could be two or three players next year. I thought there was potential for more than just Joe Johnson to join an NBA team after the season, just with the amount of talent and success that people had. You know, we saw Amari Stoudemire being looked at by some NBA teams. So 
I think next year and moving forward, it could be more than just one player, more than just the guy who had the best season in the whole league and was the MVP and won the championship, you know? So it shall be interesting. And we, we're seeing it a little bit already with Frank Nitty just, just scrimmaging with the Knicks. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to uh, – listen, you know, the the work isn't done. You know, Joe Johnson right. has to – I mean, Joe Johnson, obviously, you know, he had to. He only has to do this for himself. He doesn't have to do this for me. But he's got to go out there and prove that, you know, can big three success translate to NBA success? You know, yeah. I don't think I don't think anybody is uh, expecting him to go out there and put up, you know, 23 and 10 or uh, – you know, or even crack the starting lineup. I mean, all those things would be incredible if he did. It would that would that would transcend the story to another incredible level. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if he can just go out there and be a solid producer, you know, just be a solid impact guy off the bench, uh, I think that you know, if you could just if you could go out there and just be a solid ninth or eighth guy in the rotation, I think it would just prove that you know, it, it would it would what we've been saying this whole time. It would prove that the big three uh, is is a place that you can go to get back to the NBA. Yeah, and I do think that's why a lot of a lot of weight does fall on Joe Johnson's shoulders. Obviously, he's playing in the league for himself. He doesn't have to do it for anybody. Yeah. But just in terms of everybody who's excited for the big three and for maybe future players joining the big three, I think a lot of what Joe Johnson does will immensely impact the big three and the future talent that comes with it. So especially with people, there's still doubt of what Joe Johnson can do. Obviously, when he signed with the Pistons, everyone wasn't on the on the train that we were in the sense of like, oh, Joe Johnson's going to have so much success off the bench. There was obviously people that dealt. That's just kind of a normal thing in today's day and age anyways. But, you know, it will be good to see what he can do in the, with the Detroit Pistons. And I think it's a good opportunity and super happy for him, super happy for hopefully some future guys playing on some NBA teams. But for those who have decided to move from the court to the bench, in a sense, not wearing a jersey. There's been a couple of those guys who have moved to those roles that were in the big three last year, one of them being Jason Terry, who is the captain of Trilogy. He's now going to be a coach in the G League. Will, I, do you He's remember GM. the name? Or the GM of the G League. Assistant GM, correct? Assistant GM of the Texas Legends. That's right, of the cool. G League. Yep, who are the, which is uh, the G League affiliate of the Dallas Mavericks. And then also Xavier Silas, who might have had the most exciting game at the Big Three ball out in Dallas last year when he hit a couple of four-pointers to lead Ball Hawks to their first win and was also the first, I believe, the first player to get an invite back to the NBA after playing in the Big Three. He's going to be an assistant coach for the Delaware Bluecoats, who's affiliate with the... Philadelphia 76ers. Assistant coach, correct? Not GM, too. Yep, yep. Assistant coach with the uh, Delaware Blue Coats. So that's pretty awesome. And it speaks a lot of what Xavier Silas has, like, historically, what he's done in the Big Three. But is it is it crazy to know that the Big Three is not only open up opportunities to play on the court and whatever league, you know, they may desire, whether it be just solely the Big Three or trying to get back in the NBA, but it's also opening up opportunities, coaching, not just in the big three, but outside of it too. I mean, it's opening up other ventures. It's more than basketball, as we've been saying. Is it just crazy that what people have been speaking and saying 
for the past three seasons. It's a lot of that's coming into like for fruition. No, definitely. I mean, I think it's gonna be crazy where like you know, somewhere down the line we're gonna be able to like pick people in like each organization. And be like, oh, he was in the big three. Oh, he was in the big three. Oh, he played in the big three. Um, like I think just like just if anything, you know, it's like a networking thing. It's something to put on a resume. Like I'm sure. You know, I don't know about Jason Terry. I, maybe Jason Terry might have been invited back by Dallas for this, but I'm sure Xavier Silas had to interview for this position, you know, just like anybody sure. else. And so I think to say that, you know, oh, well, what are you doing? Oh, well, I'm currently in the big three. You know, I think that's, you know, that's just that's just a talking point. And that's, you know, a, something to put on your resume and something just to show that you're still active in the basketball community. You know, and I, I don't think that it's a... It's not a bad thing if you're trying to get a job in the NBA, whether that be as a player, GM, or coach, and your name is and you're playing basketball on national television every day and you're or excuse me, every weekend and your name is out there, you know, that's not a that's, that's definitely not a bad thing. Yeah, and just, you know, playing with in different formats and different avenues to where you're strategi- strategizing in different ways just outside of the regular maybe five on five in a professional setting, I think you know, that maybe does give some type of advantage. It makes opens up your mind to other ideas, you know, maybe other strategies that you could be using against other teams just based on the format you were playing in. You saw playing every weekend of the summer. So maybe that gave him an upper hand. You know, Triplett Gennaro Pargo is also a coach in the NBA with the Portland Trailblazers, I yep. believe. So plenty of guys who have plenty of experience not only in the NBA but also in the Big Three are now getting a chance to showcase themselves outside and being in different teams' personnel. So, you know, it, I just think from the big three standpoint, it's cool to not only see guys, whether take on new ventures, maybe start new foundations, get back into the NBA, or even just get into coaching. I think all of it is really exciting for the big three, and I think that is just another aspect that makes the league so different and so much fun. No, definitely. And, you know, and just like anything else, you know, it's about um, like we were talking about this off the air. It's about who, you know, right when you're trying to get a job. So if you're Jason Terry and they're the assistant GM of a G League team, when the G League draft comes around and let's say, you know, Frank Nitty or, you know, somebody is there, you know, from the big three that is looking to get back into the NBA, you might be more obligated to take a flyer on them. Yeah, no doubt. That's a good point. And, you know, because. When you've talked to a few guys who have played in the G League as they get older, but, you know, a lot of the times the younger guys are getting more of the looks. Maybe you see guys in the big three who got a little bit of a late start, who you haven't got to see to showcase their skills a little bit more. And like you said, take a flyer on them. Just see what they can do early on. I mean, at the end of the day, you could really be helping the team you're affiliated with. So Yeah, or like, like a C.J. Leslie, you know, like someone that yeah. I'm assuming is going to be back in the G League uh, this year. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up uh, with Texas. Yeah, no, absolutely, because Jason Terry's been seeing him play. He had a, he had a good season for Bivouac. Yeah. The, the league, this is a, a future episode, but the league is going to be vastly different next year. Vastly. Just with so many people taking on new new opportunities and new ventures. That's something we're going to have to dive into. It's going to be really hard to predict who could take over those roles, obviously. Yeah, it's almost like... Do you feel like in terms of uh, the history of the big three and um, which I feel like you could you could almost uh, 
split it up more if you really were to dive into it, but it almost kind of feels like we're entering like like the next chapter of the league. In a sense, yeah. It does seem like we're turning a page. Yeah. Where all the chapters were in this little group, and then you kind of have that page where it's just two white blanks before it moves on to the next portion of the book. Yeah. So, yeah, in a sense, I do. I do feel like it's it's taking on its next chapter. Like, it almost on. feels like... It almost feels like these three seasons were, like, the foundation. You know what I mean? Like, the first three seasons of the big three it's kind of this new league you know and, and we'll see how they advertise it next summer still is like this new thing to come and check out but you know i don't know i feel like we've for the first time really the big three sort of has kind of has a, has a foothold in where it is in basketball culture you know yeah, well, i mean they say good things come in three you right know, not to be not to say such a pun but like i mean a trilogy of seasons for something outside the realm of just the NBA or even college basketball is impressive. I mean, you look on the flip side of things to football, and I know we've talked about this, but just to put back into perspective, I mean, things like, unfortunately, like the AAF is something that folded in the spring league for football. I mean, like, it, it was even, I think it's still impressive that they even made it to eight games, let alone got started, because we've seen in the past how long those last. I mean, they last two to three seasons sometimes. For a spring football league, and now they're trying the XFL for the second time, which originally it only lasted a year. So, you know, it's it's hard for football fans to believe that something in the spring is going to be able to be sustainable. Whereas the Big Three has proved it can be sustainable, and not only sustainable, but be able to grow as a as a as an organization, as a league, just personnel inside the players, um, fan base, the brand. I mean, they're going international for Pete's sakes. Yeah, no, really. Um, I mean, it's just all around impressive. And, yeah, I do feel like it's a it's a new chapter in the league. And I'm really excited for this China tour, which is something that you kind of, I mean, you didn't announce, but you definitely broadcasted to everybody who was unaware of what happened. I, I, didn't I see, broke the news a little bit. I, I was going to say, you. I would say that you broke the news. I mean, I didn't see anything on it. From the person that you that you tagged or credited, I actually just saw it straight from you, and it was on other people's pages. You broke that big the big three China tour had been announced. It's something that I that we knew was in the works. It's announced for the month of November. It's what you said. I don't know if you had like an inside source on this, but you said it's potentially trying to get four teams, four full teams together. The right. tour will be from November second to the seventeenth. And at the moment, they have some confirmed players. They announced some marquee players that are going to be kind of headlighting the tour, and there'll be more players to come. I mean, what what other information do you know on that? And is that right? Did you say that they're trying to make like four teams that, from what you know? Yeah, so here's what. So I guessed that, um, but I, was, I later had that confirmed for me. Um, they're okay. trying to get um, three to four teams. Um, I believe where they are right now is what I've been told is that they are still trying to get confirmations from people who's coming and who's not. Um, everyone who's been who's been confirmed is the names have been released. Um, everyone who was in that little trailer that they put out are the people who are confirmed who are definitely coming. Um, right now, those people haven't been put on teams yet because we don't know how many teams there will be. Um, but I know that they are trying to fill up 
two more ro- teams, basically. They're trying to fill fill two more rosters. So like a full six, correct? I mean, with, that I with, do not know. I would have okay. to assume. So you assume that they're inviting twenty four people. You know, right? Um, right. I would assume that's about six. I that's, can't really see yeah, them that, going in with five. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. See, I was I, I was wondering maybe if they were going to have just full teams of three, if that makes sense. I mean, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. The only reason why I'm 12. saying that is just because the only reason why I doubt that is just because, and this is still something that I'm surprised of, it's just the amount of games that they're playing. Yeah, and I thought, you know, what happens if an injury happens? You're really limited right. on who would be able to play. So I think you're right in that aspect. Like they're, like they're playing, uh, like they have four games or four game days in a week. Yeah, they're playing six games. I know one's in Shanghai. The others are in cities that I'm I'm not familiar with, but I'm sure the China basketball community is, and are probably looking forward to it. They they're very passionate over there, from what I, what I know, and I think it's going to be an exciting time. I think they're going to do a good job branding the big three. I mean, like we said, they're going international for fuck's sake. I mean, it's crazy <laughs> that. That this thing is in its third season, and I said Pete's sake earlier, and I felt like I, my age just halved a little bit. I instantly <laughs> felt like I was I was preteen again. Um, but it's it's pretty crazy to see what they've done. Um, so, that, like you said, they had confirmed players in the trailer. We don't know who else is going to join the tour. We know of one person who's been added, which is Big Baby from Power. Right, and he announced that on his Instagram. But that's the only name outside of the players that were announced on the trailer I know of. And I reached out to a couple players. They they said they hadn't heard anything about it, or they hadn't been asked anything. Really? Hmm. So just a I just asked a couple. So maybe it's just you know maybe they're trying to figure out who they want to ask. Maybe they're asking a few people in advance of the people I asked, and. Or seeing if they can come, and maybe they're waiting on a response. Yeah, because so, I we'll know see. Um, I know one player did tell me. Um, he said he was like, because um, I don't want to blow up his spot, but he was like, yeah. I, I was like, I was like, are there rosters? And he was like, no, the rosters haven't been made yet. Like no, like you know what I mean. Like no, we nobody knows who's oh, going. Okay. But like I knew who was going. And like, I got it was, you. like it wasn't him. Oh, okay. You know I what see what you're so I was like, yeah, oh, they I, just I they just haven't that. told you. Yeah. Well, I've I've seen the two a, a few graphics they made where I saw I saw like Birdman in it, which there's no way he's playing in it. There's no I way. I asked if he would be there, but there's no way he tore his ACL during the season. I saw my mood was in a graphic. He might be another guy who's just there and not playing. That's true. Yeah. They also so maybe, like, maybe they released a lot of these graphics um, when they announced the tour back in. Yeah, I want to say like like early June they did it. And a lot yeah. of the graphics was just like reused, um, like just season three graphics, you know. Sure. Yeah. Just so reused I think, footage that they they've made. Right. So I think that um, it's just that you know I don't I don't know if like obviously obviously Birdman isn't going to be in it. Um, I'm surprised that Stephen Jackson's in it because of the injury that he's Me been too. having. Um, well, so I was going to say know. the same about McGetty because he was yeah. fighting through injury pretty much all year. Right. So and he retired. I mean, so, so I don't know. A bit of an from him. Yeah, definitely. I mean, which I'm excited to see. Um, I mean, I'm just the excited. The has made it to where now 
if you say you retire, are you really retired? Yeah, are you really retired? <laughs> you sure you don't and- want to come play a couple more seasons? You sure you don't want to join us for a tour? He's gonna next season. He's gonna be like, "Oh, I came out of retirement. Back yeah. with, I'm back with, back like, with power." Well, Anthony, Reggie Evans says he's retiring, but he could return for China. <laughs> Reggie Evans is probably one of my favorite players. That's going. I think it's super cool. Oh, that's so cool that he's going. Um, but I think he's like the only big man that's going. Yeah. Well, him and uh, Stoudemire. Oh, Stoudemire, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. But no, I mean, I think you're right. I mean, someone. He's probably like. Could be one of the most passionate players about this league. Because... Oh my god! I mean, like, uh, did you get that inkling when he got pissed when people yeah. weren't asking enough questions yeah. about the big three? Like, all right, all right. Anyone want to ask some some freaking big three questions here? Or are we just gonna sit here and just talk about our our past I mean, life? I, I love it, man. I think it's great. Oh, I he's, do a, too. he's a homer. He's a big three homer. It's fantastic. Yeah. See him being in the league for as long as his playing career. Yes, please. Go. I mean, he... so. I mean, my God, he's the undisputed, the undisputed uh, king of the big men. So, yeah, yeah king of the rebounds. King of the rebounds. My God, but no, so, definitely. Yeah, and so the tour will be in November. It's less than two months. It'll get started. They'll play just about every couple of days, maybe every three days, and over the coming weeks before the tour gets started, we'll kind of announce some of the news and kind of. If they haven't already shown us yet, we'll kind of try to predict some teams once they announce all the players and see who would be fun fits, who would be good fits. You know, if there's another segment you'd be you'd be interested in, you know, definitely you can reach out to us at Fourth Man Pod at Big Three News and give us some ideas. We'd be you know more than happy to hear hear you guys out and hear what you guys maybe think would be fun something fun to listen to. So definitely, we would love some ideas. I think after <laughs> after. 45 minutes or so, we've finally gotten through all the news in the past couple weeks. The season has been over for 23 days, oh, and wait, we just went through all that. Oh, before you move on, okay, I can I move expand on, on something? I no, tweeted you can't. Something. You can't. Nope. I tweeted something, stop it. and nobody questioned it at all. <laughs> just kept going anyways. <laughs> uh, like, do you know what I'm referring what, to? What did you tweet out? No, but I just I, I said I said I received insider information about the Big Three China tour. When asked about the possibility of other basketball stars making guest appearances, they had this to say, and I just tweeted a bunch of Chinese characters. <laughs> um, I saw that. I thought it was just you being funny. But why do you think it should have been expanded on more? Well, just because not a single person, like it got a <laughs> decent amount of likes, and, and not a single person asked what it said. <laughs> No one even asked if, like, maybe you knew Chinese or something. Right. I think everyone just expects. <laughs> everyone just expects if we say anything in a different language, we just entered it into Google Translate. Yeah. So, like, what I what I did was, um, and everyone's saying, like, like one person that is obviously Chinese, um, because like his name is Chinese, said this paragraph makes no sense at all. Um, and it's because. <laughs> what, what? Well, yeah, so what I did was I Googled um, the lyrics to Shallow by Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga, and I just ran it through Google Translate. <laughs> Wait, and it still didn't make any sense? There were well, lyrics like, to the song. It, it's, like, um, it's like a weird translation. Like, it's like, <laughs> hold on, like, like, let me say, like, what it says, like, on Twitter. Like, it says... That's hilarious. Yeah. That's so it, funny that no one even... No like, one... What does that people, say? People retweeted it. Wait, wait, here it is. I, I, I think I found it now. Right. 
But you said they also added this. So a second time you put more characters that we have no idea what it says. And it's like, it said, <laughs> I think one person commented on it was like, just kind of gave the shoulder shrug emoji. Yeah. It's like, it says, the translation is, boy, tell me something. Don't you try to fill this gap? Or do you still need more? Is it not hard to maintain such a strong appearance? I am falling into all the good times, and I find myself eager to change, and I am afraid of myself in a difficult time. <laughs> so I'm guessing you don't have a very big target audience for Chinese people. I guess or not. Or at least not yet. Maybe when the when the tour starts, you will, but not not yet because no one. The fact that no one questioned it, I, I'm mad at myself that I, I didn't question it. I thought about like I was like, oh, like Will is clearly joking. You know, I I kind of disrespected you in a little bit in the fact that I was like, there's no way he knows Chinese. I mean, no <laughs> no offense, but I just don't think anyone really knows like any, any traditional or Mandarin Chinese. But the fact that nobody even questioned it that is no. hilarious hilarious i mean <laughs> moving forward I, I i feel like you should post a couple more maybe just say you know so and so said this about the recent players added and just see if anybody questions it leading up to the tour and we'll we'll just continue to track it yeah um that's funny so yeah 23 days being over the <laughs> That's pretty much all the news that's happened. I think I can't believe how much news has happened. More is maybe the way I should put it because it's, I don't think in most leagues. I mean, there is definitely some news, but I think even in the four main leagues, they don't have this much information going out. So it just just goes to show how much people are are doing outside of the big three. You know, immediately after the season ends, they're trying to they're trying to invest themselves in something else. So that's super cool. No, that being said, I thought we could do something fun on the show to kind of conclude it today. Uh, I thought since it's early on in the offseason, obviously with what the big three did in season three and who they added in season three, we are expecting maybe bigger star-studded names next year because there could be some people aiming to kind of fill that Joe Johnson role in the big three next season. And maybe there's some guys who just want to join the league and make their name in, in there as well. So I thought it could be fun to do a very way too early tier ranking on potential players that could come into the league next year. And Will and I have constructed a list of three different tiers of guys that we have um, speculated or thought of or opinionated on and who who we think could be a good fit and you know maybe even some unrealistic options so we have three tiers uh tier three being we'll go from we have three tiers we'll start from tier three tier three is it ain't happening but we can wish right so that'll have 10 players that we've constructed and kind of thought of that of guys basically who we would love to see playing the big three but there's like a five percent chance it's going to happen tier two is it's somewhat likely, so I don't see why not. Basically, they have maybe the opportunity. They would be a good fit. You know, there's they're not in a position right now where they're on another team maybe or they're not investing themselves in something off the basketball court where if season four summer came along, they would, could definitely jump into it if they were up to it. And then 
or that will, that will consist of like seven players or so. And then our top tier is going to be the opportunity and timing is right. These are guys that we think should, should waste no time in next season. If they're not on a team or like I said, invested in something else, they have, I feel like it would be their best option to play in the big three, not only for them, but for the big three as well. So you ready, Will? We'll start from tier three, and we'll just kind of dive into it. So am, and, I, am, I, am I naming my 10? Sure. I didn't, you know, so I, I kind of had like a brief criteria for it, but we can definitely. What's your, what's your criteria? Not Well, that's what I was explaining is that's kind of, that was kind of like oh, my reasoning behind the names and the yes, tiers. Yes. Um, but it's obviously not like a strict cr- criteria or anything. So just kind of name some guys and you can kind of expand on a little bit. Yeah, just go through your 10 and I'll kind of listen to see who like jumps out to me the most. Okay. Number one in tier number three. So these are the least likely people. Um, number one is Jimmer Fredette. Ooh. Starting off the the recent news of the China tour with a China yes. player. Okay. Number two is Vince Carter. Okay. Number three is Monte Ellis. Oh, okay. Keep going. Number four is someone who does not qualify for the big three. Leangelo Ball. <laughs> Though that would be awesome. Okay, continue. Number five is Anthony Parker. You may know him as Tony. <laughs> Number six so. is Matt Barnes. I would have had okay. Matt Barnes in uh, a different tier, but once you see who's in tier one, you know that he will never play in the big three. Okay, fair enough. Oh, wow. se- okay, fair enough. <laughs> yep. Number seven is Delonte West. Oh, I thought he was in jail for some reason. He could be. <laughs> okay. He eight, would be fun to watch, though. Eight is Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Number nine is two people. Number nine is Terrell Owens and Ocho Cinco. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and ten is Dwayne Wade. Oh, yeah. See, I didn't even... That's a good point. I, I didn't even put Dwayne Wade down. Which I don't know why, but I felt like him and Kobe were like the longest of shots that would be fun to watch. Okay. Absolutely a long shot. So initial thoughts are great list. Glad you went side like outside the element of like just you know, your expected basketball players. You know, the professionals, um, like the recent retiree players you went with. I like the I just liked it all. I thought it was a very well constructed list. I really liked that you put T.O. and Ocho Cinco in there because I also kind of threw in a bone a little bit on someone who's not your, like, traditionally, like, the guy you think of when you're talking about playing in a professional basketball game. Yeah. Um, two guys that really stuck out to me, though, because they're also on my list. Vince Carter was one. Mm-hmm. Vince Carter was on my also on my Tier 3 ranking because who's to say that he's going to want to jump back into basketball right after? And he's also broadcasting. But yeah. two was Monte Ellis. You put them in tier three. Um, spoiler alert early on, but I had them. I had them in tier one, and maybe we can talk Whoa. about it more there. But okay. do you feel like he's not? Do you feel like he? It's a no go for him. Do he would just say no way, or he's just trying to get back to the NBA and only the NBA? I'll tell you what. I just I haven't heard from Monte Ellis in years. Like, where <laughs> is he? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what is he like? What is he doing? Um, and, and that, that concerns me. 
because I feel okay. like everyone that signs up for the big three, like the big names like that, like you hear a little bit, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Gilbert Arenas, like Gilbert Arenas, you could tell was going to join the big three because he wasn't playing basketball, but you still, you heard from him, you know, like sure. you knew what he was doing. He, his name was out there. Monte Ellis, I couldn't tell you where the hell this guy is. Okay. Well, and that's where I'm going to say that Monte Ellis was the guy who was working out with Amari Stoudemire when they were working really? out for NBA teams. Yeah. I, I don't know if they were working out together, but that's the name. The names I heard together when I heard there were guys during that time working out with NBA teams. So that's actually what made me think of it. Um, you know, Ball is Life always posts videos, too, of some guys that are still kind of just playing like pro-am games or yeah. just pick up games. And so I, I saw a couple of clips from him, and that's kind of what gave me an idea, too. But I feel like if I feel like maybe Amari Stoudemire, and this is just you know me speculating, but maybe if they did work out together in some capacity, or if they saw each other at a workout, maybe he could explain to him the benefits of playing in the big three. Maybe and, it's possible. That's why I felt like because he had a connection, and like we were saying, connections are important. Maybe that would be, you know, he could be uh, stat could be the bridge between Monte Ellis and the big three. Yeah, so, and and people forget. Um, Golden State was a Monte Ellis town until uh, yeah Clay Thompson got there. Oh yeah, it was that was Monte and Monte. At the yeah, beginning. that was Mon- that was Monte's team. Yeah, so two players we had on the tier three list that were similar to yours. Mine, okay, here are mine. So number one is J.R. Smith. Okay. Yep. Number two is O.J. Mayo. Ooh, oh, a guy who. I thought banned. maybe we'd see last year, but yeah, as banned. And I don't know if he's reinstated for the league, but if he still – I know he was playing a couple places, so I looked him up because I thought – I think in season two I wrote that he'd be in season three. And I saw him that he was playing in Puerto Rico and maybe afterwards a country in Asia. But since then I haven't heard anything. China? Um, <laughs> It's possible. I don't. I don't think Would it was it China be though. China. What? Oh, with Would the Big be... Three China tour. Would hey, uh, maybe we'll maybe with that in China. <laughs> um, and what better way to move to number three with a guy who has been banned for a while with a guy who was recently banned than Tyreek Evans? Oh my He's god. He's banned for the next two years. Uh, I thought maybe. That was out of left field. Shape. Yeah, that was. That very... was like. You can only get banned for, like, I think, like, they said he was either doing, like, cocaine or, like, heroin. Oh, I didn't. I know he was doing some substance, but I did not know it was that severe. They said that, like, like the, the substance that would have caused him to get banned that, like, immediately had to be, like, A, B, or C. And they were all, like, hardcore Oh, shit. wow. Okay. Don't put me on that. Well... Maybe the big three won't invest their time in him if That's he comes with with a a, a a little bit of a little bit of drama. But uh, yeah. we'll see. Maybe that's not the case. Number four is Vince Carter, which we already mentioned. Yep. Number five, I had Tony Allen, who's okay. only been out of the league since early 2018. Yeah, when he got traded. Number six, I have Ray Allen. Okay. I still think it'd be fun to see him. Number seven, Paul Pierce. Yep. Number eight, I have – so, like, the last three names are a little unconventional. But okay. number eight, I have Shabazz Muhammad. Ooh. 
I I was a big Shabazz Muhammad guy. You know, I I want to say like I was too, but maybe I just randomly I came about his name a lot. You ever read the interview with Shabazz Muhammad where he just shits on LeBron James for leaving Cleveland <laughs> the first time? Yeah. Yeah. And he talks I talks talks about how he ran into him in Miami and asked him if he wanted to watch Thundercats and LeBron was like, no, I don't watch that no more. And Shabazz like, I knew Ben, he was a different man. <laughs> I would never I remember that. seeing that. That oh, moment I um, think got me. That's what I mean. I feel like Shabazz Muhammad, his name was like I don't want to say I was a big fan, I just felt like it always popped up somewhere. Well, he's um, a good player and he had yeah. like a long career. Yeah, he's playing in China right now. So Is maybe he? he'll want to come back okay. over. In China, to... huh? Yeah, and huh. in China. In China. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, number nine, I have Luel Deng, who oh. hasn't really played since he's been with the Lakers. But you didn't you know, expect Luel Deng to appear in these comments. Oh. <laughs> just no, just well, a warning. If we get Luel Deng, I'm spamming the shit out of that. Um, and number ten, I went with the unconventional route. So you said Tio and Ocho Cinco. I was thinking, what if it was someone like Grayson Boucher, otherwise known as the Professor, the guy who was on the N One tour and now makes YouTube videos. So we've seen a couple of guys who've come in unconventional ways. What if we saw the Professor playing in a professional three on three league? I mean, that would be insane. It, I just I just don't know insane. if that man can actually play basketball like professionally. Or if he's just, like, an incredible dribbler. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I feel like that could be kind of the style. I mean, but, you know, like, you might be looking for in a league where it's about being able to to, to get past your guy. I mean, essentially play one-on-one half the time, which is something that he tries to excel at with dribbling. So Yeah, I mean, like, like no offense to him. Like, this is an honest question. Like, can that man defend? I have thought that too. So I'm actually going to look up Grayson Boucher, aka the professor. I believe he's like what 35 now. I mean, he was he was in the N1 tour a little yeah. while ago. That's really how he made his name as the professor. 5'10, 155. I mean, he's he's a little bit smaller than most of the guys. If you if you're bringing in the professor, sure. you got to bring in the bone collector too, right? Yeah. See, I thought about that too. I was going to make like a slash, but I was like, oh, I already. I already have one guy from the N1 mixtape tour. Do I really want to put two in? I mean, I feel like yeah. the Bone Collector could kind of be in that same category of, like, can he play and how good is he? I don't uh, know. Again, professionally. Obviously, they can play. They would school probably the average person like me. But oh, no, I no. just thought, you know, kind of reach for the stars a little bit. I think it'd be fun to see if he if he could just, just to give him an opportunity or maybe just, like, an, a combine opportunity, you know? Yeah. So those are my ten – any initial thoughts on it, or are you just kind of content with it? I'm I'm very content with it. Um, I think it's I like the idea of the professor. I wasn't even thinking um, N1 guys, um, but I do think that you know there's definitely there's that's definitely an avenue to be explored. Sure, uh, we'll see if that's something the big three, you know, they they dive into that market and see if that's something that could be interesting and and could. Uh, bring more brand awareness to their league moving on to our our tier two which i named these but i don't even remember the names but somewhat likely so i don't see why not basically meaning like they are 
they have some options open. They can kind of go with any what direction they want to. And if the opportunity presented itself, it would be a why not, but it's more of like a 50-50 chance. Uh, Will, you can go ahead and name your, your seven guys that you have in Tier 2. I have Tony Allen, as oh, okay. we previously discussed. Um, I put Matt Barnes again, I'm just realizing. So so Matt Barnes has been upgraded to 50-50. Actually, That's I'm going right. to I'm going to wow. replace I'm going to replace Matt Barnes with um Tony Allen. I just said Tony Allen. I'm going to replace Matt Barnes with Ray Allen. Your tears are all over the place. I don't <laughs> Ray Allen. This is great. I thought Matt Barnes didn't <laughs> After we heard tier one, he wasn't going to want to play. Now all of a sudden, he's been upgraded. So I actually, I actually put Matt Barnes three times. Is what I'm realizing. <laughs> no, here. you I did. Put, I did. I put Matt Barnes. I don't know why. I put Matt Barnes twice. Wait, really? In tier two. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> okay, so Matt Barnes is slowly making his way up the tiers. This is someone I think you want to play more than you realize. You I, might as well I just think so. I mean, it. well, I I do want this to happen. I just don't think it will. That's true. Okay. Um, okay, so, so we got Tony yeah, Allen. Ray Allen is replacement. A personal favorite of mine, Zach Randolph. Ooh, like yes. it. Love it. Carmelo. Ah, oh, tier two. Okay. Paul. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. That sounded really degrading. That was the wrong oh. way to put it. Oh, okay, that's a, oh. that's a silly way. That's a silly thing to do. But continue. Paul Pierce. Oh. Well, that was my um, <laughs> asshole moment of the week. Barstool's asshole, asshole moment of the week. Um, okay. No, no. I, I, I didn't mean to say it like that. Go ahead. No, it's fine. I, thought, I thought it was funny. Um, Paul Pierce. Okay. Joaquim Noah. Ooh. Had him on, I had him originally on one of my rankings, too, but I took him off. And Jordan Crawford. Ooh. Okay, I will say, okay, just a quick disclaimer. When we do these listings, I feel like six out of ten times we have similar names on our list. Which, you know, in the NBA or something, if we were making like, like if we were compiling an NBA list or something, I feel like it would be a little bit easier for that to happen. It'd be more likely to happen. But I feel like in the big three, when there's so many names and options out there, that's pretty impressive that our minds are kind of in the same area. So uh, I think it just means it's going to happen. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. And I actually, I like your tier two rankings a lot because I had some similar names in there. I didn't, <laughs> I degraded you about the mellow case in tier two is honestly just because I had them in tier one spoiler yeah. alert again. Um, so now people know two of my, two of my guys in tier one In my tier two, the two guys that you mentioned that I also had were Zebo and Jordan Crawford. Yes. You I also had Jordan Zebo. Crawford? I also had Jordan Crawford. Ah, nice. Yeah. I I actually started following him because I think he could be on the other side of the 50-50 that does play. Yeah, no, I agree. So, I have Jamal Crawford, obviously okay. barring if he's playing in a, in a, on a team. Rip Hamilton, because okay. a couple years ago he did mention that he would be interested. I don't know how real his interest was. Uh, Darius Miles, who was actually Ooh. in the big three draft and didn't yeah. get drafted, but I feel yeah. like his connection with Q Rich and Corey Maggette. 
could entice yeah. him to want to play still. And the last two names are kind of a little are coming from left field. I had Sean Kilpatrick, who I really liked in college in Cincinnati. I'm and a with big the Mets. Hashtag undrafted baby. Yeah, I really like Sean Kilpatrick. And I actually looked him up and I realized or I saw that he wasn't playing on any teams. What? As of now. I mean Well he opened up a smoothie shop in uh, New York. I, I did not know that. Okay. Yeah, I believe he's so. very dedicated to his smoothie shop. So he's just done with basketball for smoothies? Well, I don't know if he's done with basketball. I know he started the undrafted clothing line. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't, and, I didn't realize all these pictures outside. I'm liking him more and more. Actually, I'm just going to put a big star by his name. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, and I know he. I know the smoothie shop was big. Cool. Because okay, I remember, yeah, I remember during the myths of the 20-win seasons, we were like, at least we have Sean's smoothie shop. <laughs> I really liked him at Cincinnati. I thought he was one of the better players in college. He's a yeah. spark plug. He reminds me of like a Mike Taylor. Yeah, and I he's only I think he's only 29, 28. Yeah. No, he's got he's got some gas. I feel like he just hit the criteria. Oh, he's 29. So, and he's a New York guy. I mean, that be that's pretty cool. Um so and my final name on here is another guy who was more known in the NBA for playing in his in New York was uh, Clay Anthony Early, who just played in the the basketball tournament with the Wichita State alum. Yeah, he he was a second round pick for the Knicks that I don't feel like Knicks fans loved, but I felt like he looked really good in the tournament. He's another guy who's still pretty young and playing overseas. I think he's only what he's probably like 28, 27. Played with like Ron Baker and Van Vliet. So, oh yeah. I think that could be an interesting name, and if the opportunity presented itself where he wanted to get back in, maybe he maybe he could. I actually saw something when I was looking up just, you know, what Clay Anthony Early was doing after the TBT or whatever. I saw this thing where it was a cover of him, Van Vliet, and Ron Baker, and it was showing, like, what the Knicks had done. The Knicks had drafted early in the second round. They signed Baker as an undrafted free agent, and then – didn't even touch Van Vliet, and now he's <laughs> he's got a championship and he's playing in a, on a really good team. Well, it's like, it's like that one story people. where they said like Giannis had a game in uh, Greece, and all all every NBA team was there to scout him except for the Knicks. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like of everyone they sent a scout. They, like twenty nine uh, NBA scouts were there except for the oh. Knicks. <laughs> and they had Thonis on their team, but they didn't. They didn't even attend Giannis's workout. So that's some, that's some Nick stuff. Um, yeah, but he also, I, I know he also went through this moment where he was like shot in the knee, or I don't know if it was in the knee, but he was shot, or like you know something during his next tenure where yeah. it was like a very tragic moment. So I think he could be an interesting one, and I just slid him in there in my tier two and. I don't know. Maybe this is the first time they even think about reaching out to him. If the big three personnel listen to this episode, so could or be interesting moving listening. forward. <laughs> or, yeah, he just decided. Oh, let me just tune into the big three podcast. God, I wish there was Sounds a big three podcast out there. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So that's our tier two, and we'll move on to our top tier here. The opportunity and timing is right. You guys, I guess I'll just name mine off because I've already been through two of them with Melo and Monte. My other three are Michael Beasley. Ooh, okay. Earlier, I WB. think he'd be a perfect fit to flip. 
Swaggy P, who I also, again, another one who I think would be perfect, would fill one of those captain roles great. And Brandon Jennings. Oh, uh, I really, Brandon I think Jennings. he could be fun to see playing the big three. Do you have anything similar to those? I have, I have um, Rip Hamilton. Okay. Uh, Jamal Crawford. J.R. Smith. Oh, wow. Okay. Amon Shumpert. Oh, you think Shumpert's going to play in the big three next year? Yep, I think he's bringing, I think he's coming with his boy oh, J.R. Oh, cool. Yeah. That would be cool. And okay. Swaggy P. Okay. So we both had Swaggy P in tier one. Most of the guys named it tier one. I named somewhere. Yes. Okay. Swaggy P is my mortal lock. Breaking the news. I think so too. I think he's a lock. Right now, Nick Young is joining the big three. Yeah, I think Nick Young. Breaking the news right now. (laughs) I think Swaggy P is a lock. Honestly, I was really high on Monte until you put him in tier three. Now I'm just not sure. I'm going to tweet it. Breaking. Swaggy P is a lock. Breaking. Live tweet. Swaggy P. I said Swag P. I'm feeling better about Rip Hamilton though, knowing that you you think he could be in there. I absolutely think so. I mean, I'm surprised that he wasn't because Carlos Boozer was like, "Hey, Rip Hamilton's joining the big three, and then he didn't. <laughs> True. That's so why I, I wonder if uh, I don't know. I wonder if he just wasn't ready, and he was like, "Give me a year to get ready." Sure. Yeah. Definitely. Possible. Very possible. I think. Uh, I think I would love to see Swaggy P in there. I think he's probably a lock, like you said. I think guys I'd really want to see, you know, would be like the Zebos, Jordan Crawford. Zebo would be fan- those that whole yeah. group would be fantastic. Yeah. J.R. Smith would be cool. I, do you really think he he could he could move on? I what feel do you like mean? if like do you feel like he could move on from the NBA? You know, just do you, like a year <laughs> after being. He's still a free agent. I mean, I don't know of yeah. anyone that's even considering him. Do you feel like Jr. is being blackballed, like kind of like Melo is in a sense for throwing soup at that guy? <laughs> for just being Jr., I guess. For forgetting the score in the middle of an NBA Finals game. For pretty much sitting out the entire Cleveland Cavaliers season last year. Just because he was like LeBron isn't on this team, so why am I on this team? <laughs> LeBron left me. Yeah. But... <laughs> LeBron like, left uh, me for some reason after game one of the finals. I don't know. He like, stopped uh, talking to me. LeBron can't leave me if I also leave. <laughs> if Melo, if Melo, JR, and Shumpert all join the big three, I mean, that, that trio that of its own be would be fun to watch. I wouldn't want them on the same team. I would like to see them on different teams. Melo has to join Bullhogs. Yeah. He that, has to. No, he has to, yeah. He has Honestly, to. Joe Johnson should have joined Ball Hogs. <laughs> he should have been the captain. No, I, li- I like that Joe Johnson had his own team. But if Melo joins Ball Hogs, he's not going to be – he's not just going to be a player. He's got to be a captain. So you, right. you demote and scale Brainy? I mean, you know. I mean, I would. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately – no, actually, literally, unfortunately, I don't know if it's a lock that um, Jermaine Taylor comes back. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel on that perspective. I feel like you're right. It's not a lock, but I feel like I've seen him training to get back already. And just when I talked to him earlier this year, it felt like this is what he invested his time in in terms of his basketball career. 
So I, I hope he, he will come back. Oh, but, but that's not to that. say that he could be back on ball hogs. I see what you're saying. Right. Or in general, I'm saying I hope that the severity of his injury is uh, okay enough that he is able to come back. Sure. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, well, yeah. Okay. So that's you know, like our way too confirmed. early. No, I'm not. I'm not saying. No, 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 no. I'm saying. I'm saying we know one guy who's confirmed to join the league. Swaggy P. No, well, correct. Besides Swaggy P, we know two people. Who? I, I'm Kendrick Perkins. Oh, Kendrick Perkins, because he he tweeted at you and said he's coming, right? Yeah, he said he said I'll be ready. If I hope he comes back or comes again, comes back on his word. I guess is the way right. to put it. I, I hope that he that he uh, plays on the team that he founded. I'm sure Andre Owens will want him back. He he Andre Owens, I think, was the one who picked him. I was like, oh, okay, you're leaving me. All right, <laughs> we'll just draft Greg Oden instead. <laughs> Which Greg Oden could be a top pick next year. God, Greg Oden should be a top pick next year. <laughs> he changes the the whole game plan. I, no yes. one, <laughs> no one can hold him down. No. In the, in, <laughs> underneath the basket, it's it's great. He is the like one of the perfect players you can make for big three. That's I, who Power should have traded for, not Boozer. Yeah, Boozer was a huge letdown. I hope he comes back better next year. I hope so too. But yeah, so we'll we'll see if we obviously named a lot of star-studded people. You know, to say that the league's gonna have that many star-studded players, I don't want to say it's a reach, but it's it's definitely a prediction. Like a, a hot take prediction. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. So hopefully hopefully that's what happens because of the type of year we had last year or the big three had last year. But we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But you heard it here first. Swaggy P is a lock to join the big three. I'm literally he, reporting it as fact. Swag, and Swaggy I'm, P will join on the No Chill podcast. He'll say, am, yeah, I'm joining the big three. <laughs> I'm literally reporting it as fact, and I'm daring uh, Swaggy P to come out and not do it. Because I feel I like think, if, I, okay. if I report it as fact, everyone's just going to be like, oh, Swaggy P's in the big three, and then Swaggy P's just going to show up. <laughs> okay. He's that's like, fair. I'm in the yeah. Big three now. No, no, that's going to happen. And I think I'm going to. So I feel like you pick Swaggy P. I feel like he, he's the guy you've been kind of advocating for, and now you know he's joined the big three. Because you broke the news, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna make my guy. I'm gonna make him Zebo, and yeah, hope that breaking Zach Randolph is joining the big three. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. I'm just gonna speak it into existence. I'm gonna manifest it. Yeah, and next year I'm just gonna turn on the TV and we're gonna see Nick Young and, and Zach Randolph playing against each other as captains of different big three teams. Yeah, I also have I have more breaking news. Zach, oh, do you? Breaking news: I am now an executive of the big three. Oh wow, that fast? Yes, <laughs> just like that. So, um, just let me know, um, to whoever's listening to big three, I guess just let me know where I show up, where I report for shareholders meetings and I will be there. But again, as I reported, I am now an executive of the big three. No no lie. If, if all three of those things were to happen, I think, I think the show would, uh, would do well in the future. Just in the fact that all you have to do is just manifest it on the show and report it as a fact. And and that's what happened. This, this is what you can do at the Fourth Man Podcast. So if, if that gives you any reason to listen, just while you're listening to the show, have a way to come on 
and manifest whatever you state as a fact, and that and that dream will happen. Breaking that, news: Jennifer and I are now officially dating. You hear that, Jennifer? We're dating. <laughs> there's there's so many Jennifers, but uh, will will one day you'll see him with a Jennifer by his side. Now that he just report reported this fact, so hey, I mean maybe. Well, it is fact. No, it is fact. Not maybe. Not maybe. Can't go back to what you said. Executive of the league, Swaggy P and Zebo have joined, and Will is officially with Jennifer. And anything you want to say? Anything you want to break? <laughs> I feel like you're you're expecting me to say something. Uh, <laughs> uh, breaking news: I will I will be married at the end of the show. <gasps> no way! No, yeah, you already I, are married. Oh yeah. You were married at the beginning of the show. Oh yeah, I was married at the beginning of the show. I that's forgot. why. I, that's why I had to take over. You know, let me tell you something. You know, where, what, where are your priorities? Mine? Clearly yeah. not in my in my didn't, relationship. Didn't you start this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just, not me. I just don't know why. I just don't know, understand how I was expected to take over the podcast and take time out of my day to cover for your ass. <laughs> I, just because I thought you that, decided I thought to that get was married. the plan. I thought that once once you took over, it was just yours. I don't know. I, I came back on expecting you to really just take the reins, and for some reason, you haven't done that once this podcast. Did you? This episode. Did you? Did you listen to that episode? Of course. Did you like how I said how Jared said Amari Stoudemire might win MVP next year, and I said he has to become a more consistent scorer? <laughs> and Jared was like, he I was feel like that was the biggest hot take. <laughs> Yeah, basically, that's why that's and that's one of the reasons I take the reins back because you're making incredibly way too hot takes while I'm gone. So clearly, oh someone needs God. to someone needs to control control your takes because you were burning way too many way too many takes down. I don't know what I was on. Straight hot fire. Oh, you let intern Jared embarrass you. He did. I mean, he did on embarrass the podcast. Me. I, I feel like if anything, intern Jared deserves some kind of raise, promotion. Intern Jared can get um, 25% of my salary. <laughs> Fair enough. Which is still zero. <laughs> He's going to love it. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I think that is all the time we have for today's episode. As always, thank you for tuning in. And if you're not following on our socials at Big3News, best Big3 account on the internet. Oh, yes. Uh, which is where you can find information about the show. Please do so. And we will come to you in the next few weeks regarding more of the tour, more big three news that we are awaiting to happen. And it's going to be a little slow, guys, but we're, we're going to find ways to continue to record episodes and talk big three. Uh, the season never stops here on the fourth man. So thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you guys next time. I'll tell you an easy way to speed it up. Go. Stop what you're doing right now. Tweet at the big three. Say, hey, send Will and Anthony to China. You heard it here first. Thank you guys for tuning in.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.